Welcome back, everybody. This is the Black Wash Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. Today, I'm hot. I'm very furious. And the reason why is for two reasons. One, um, clearly ASAP Rocky um, has the worst pullout game in the world. Or two, um, my theory is correct, and that is you don't pull out of a billion-dollar goddess of a woman named Rihanna. So, But either way, the reason why I'm upset is not that I realized that she was pregnant because, you know, black love, that's a beautiful thing. And, uh, and I'm happy that two successful people have come together and their love has branched out and made more people. That's a fantastic thing. But the thing that really has gotten me upset this morning is I watched the Super Bowl. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was Prince Purple Rain halftime at the Super Bowl level of performance. But I'm hearing everybody talking about Rihanna as if she just went out there and fell asleep for 30 minutes and got paid millions of dollars and that we were all just ripped off. And the reason why that makes me upset is not just because, you know, she's pregnant. It's I didn't think she did a bad job. And I'm hearing this person and that person say it. But that's all people's opinion. The thing that really got me heated was the language that certain people use. Now, for those of you who watched the Super Bowl from the beginning to the end, you guys are familiar with kind of how things took place. And they had the national anthem. And there was a gentleman by the name of Chris Stapleton, um, country singer, great voice. Um, He did a terrific job. I thought he did a fantastic job on the um, national anthem. So I'm looking out in the comments under Rihanna's uh, halftime performance, and I hear all these people using these racial slurs saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe they gave this jungle monkey 30 minutes to perform, and Chris Ableton only got like the five minutes for the national anthem. They should have switched it. They should have let her sing the national anthem and him get them, you know, more time. And I always say, one, you don't got to tear down one person to elevate another one. I thought Chris Ableton did a terrific job, but it's not he did a terrific job in light of Rihanna's bad performance. I think he did a terrific job, and I thought Rihanna did well. It wasn't her best performance ever but what do you expect from the woman she's pregnant so I just wanted to talk about these racial slurs and and how all this is just doing too much I thought Rihanna did a great job I'm on her team but Destiny one did you watch the Super Bowl did you watch Rihanna's performance what did you think about both and what have you been hearing as far as just the the backlash surrounding the Super Bowl halftime performance first I did watch the Rihanna's halftime performance. I didn't watch the entire Super Bowl because what is the point? I don't watch football. And I really don't even know Chris Stapleton like that, but I've seen little clippets on social media and he sounded great, but for 13 whole minutes, I think that's just a little much. Like, I think people need to relax. And Third, nobody called her a jungle monkey. Like, I, I refuse. I saw it. That's so inappropriate. They said that. And, and a swamp rat. I heard people say that. Larry, enough. And I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't have more. First of all, Rihanna has not done anything musically. Black Panther, she released like a single, the Lift Me Up song. But, like, her fan base, well, I feel like I'm, like, a Rihanna Navy fan. I feel Is that like what they're called? Been, 
Yes, the, the Navy. Yes. I'm a, I'm in the Navy, I'm in the Beehive, <laughs> and I'm a Barb. So just in case anybody wants to know. So I feel like we've been wanting stuff from her for quite a while. And Rihanna is so like, she's like me. Like, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. And then if she does do it, she's like, sometimes she's a little half-assed. Like, here you go. You wanted it so bad here. And I feel like that's what it was. Like, we did not sign up to be a part of a baby reveal. And we wanted (laughs) some more. I just, from her specifically, from, like, J-Lo and Shakira, like, they gave us so much culture. Like, it was so much, like, Puerto Rican culture. Like, they had the Spanish vibes going. So, from her, I guess what I was expecting is, like, a lot of, like, Caribbean. Like, they have so much culture. Like, maybe, like, a carnival outfit. Like, maybe, like, collaborations with, like, some... A carnival Caribbean. outfit with her with her pregnant belly <laughs> that out there. Been the per- it would have been perfect. Because some people were, like, having trouble. Like, is she pregnant? Well, she just had a baby. Like, I don't want a baby chain. Like, it would have been, like, really, like like blatantly clear if it was a carnival outfit and maybe she could have had like um some kind of collaboration with maybe like I don't know like Beanie Man whoever somebody where it was like yes we're in the Caribbean like I feel this and from her ads on social media I feel like that's what she was advertising like I'm just a girl from Barbados and like she had a little girl walking in the street and like all we got were we didn't even get Pona Replay, like her most Caribbean song. And it's like, you just robbed us of all of this. This was so American. But I love you and I loved all those songs. But it's like, I just wanted more culture. And, and I just wanted to say this, you know, as a defender of black women on this show, I think this is just so on brand with so many people. Black women can never seem to get their flowers, even though um, they deserve them. As far as I'm concerned, Rihanna is doing so well, not only in her music career, but in life. And people just want to find new and improved ways to bring her down. I thought her, oh, I thought her. Bringing her down. Yeah, they're, they're trying to bring her down. A hater will always be a hater. Listen That's out there. And I just want you guys to know, if somebody can find a way to hate on Rihanna, just know you are not safe. So a hater is going to find you. Well, so, also, I would add in, to make it fair, Chris Stapleton, he did not care whatsoever about his wardrobe, and I did not appreciate <laughs> that. You're on, like, the most... <laughs> significant stage in the world and you just like wore whatever like you didn't groom yourself that's on brand that's his that's him being presentable that's his like on brand but anyway i was looked amazing she sounded amazing like she definitely has that pregnancy glow and a lot of people said she might have been lip singing which Again, no, I think I heard her actual vocals. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think she. Was I mean, the production was amazing. Like the dancers were amazing. Like it was good. Yeah, and here's and the she thing. doesn't need anyone to share the stage with because she is Rihanna. And, and my whole thing is, and this is what I'm gonna say: I'm not here today to say what she put out there was her best performance or, you know, oh my God, you know, it's going to go down in Super Bowl history. I'm just saying there, there's a way to go about the criticism. And, and I'm certainly not saying that you're doing this, but especially knowing that she was pregnant, the, what people are saying are like, oh, sh- she should have danced more. I mean, a lot of y'all can't walk from here to across the street when you're constipated, let alone, you know, have a, a full out Super Bowl halftime performance while you're pregnant. So I think like, 
like I said, overall, I think she did a terrific job. Uh, again, I don't, I'm not saying it's her best performance ever, but I thought it was really good. I certainly don't think, you know, she robbed us of anything or, you know, yeah, I, I agree that there was probably some missed opportunities on certain creative liberties that perhaps she could have taken or maybe bring out a special guest here and there, especially when you know your ability to perform at the level you're usually accustomed to may be compromised. Maybe you bring some extra people out there. But like, like I said, overall, I think it's good. And I and I certainly don't think it warranted the criticism. I mean, I think... It, I, I, I think most overall, everyone says it was an amazing performance. I mean, except for Donald Trump. I mm. don't really understand their beef, but... Everybody overall said that it was a great performance. He said that it was the worst performance in Super Bowl history. Yeah. And what the hell? He basically, like, dragged her stylist. Yeah. But yeah. I disagree with that. Yeah, but, you know, we, we the last person... Her dancers? Nobody would... It was, like, so in formation. Amazing. Choreography. I was just going to say the last thing you need to do is take fashion advice from Donald Trump, just as like a general rule. Once, once you're taking fashion advice. No, Are you that's telling Rihanna. Yeah. Too? Yeah. That's the last thing she needs to do is take fashion advice. So, like I said, as I was talking about, you know, some of the lines at scene on uh, the show, it got me thinking today about um, a topic that we needed to discuss. And that is. Um, we, you know, this is the Blackwash podcast. We certainly don't hide or, you know, um, from any topic. And that is the, the, the kind of culture of, I don't want to just say name calling, but racial slurs and racial animus. And Destiny, you kind of had a couple thoughts on this subject. So why don't you start us off and then we'll kind of get into it. Yes. Yeah, so I'm very disturbed about what you just said that you've seen people saying about Rihanna calling her what? A, a jungle monkey. A, a, that's absurd. And a pregnant jungle monkey at that. That's actually so ridiculous. Um, yeah, no. That's wild. But I I have to keep both of these situations like a little bit confidential. So I'm just going to speak broadly of them. But um, I have a friend who says that she has a close family member who is not black who has a boyfriend that's not black and she's okay with him saying nigga i was gonna say the n-word but like nigga that's the word Oh, was the the oh oh okay. So you just actually said that. Uh, I was for a second. I was like, <laughs> you say she's okay with him saying nigger, and I was like, uh, wait, so what? But no. And, and here's the thing. I feel like I'm gonna be from my perspective. I've never been one to police anybody use of the n word, and that and that's because I always say when it comes to the n word, there's gonna always be people who are okay with you using it within the black community and people who are not okay with you, even if you're black. As a black person, I have used nigga multiple times and other people tell me, other black people be like, why do you use that word? Especially a lot of older black people within that's like, why do you use that word? We shouldn't use that word and stuff like that. So I'm always going to be in a position where I'm certainly not going to be the one 
um, to police it just because I, I think you can you can make the argument that nobody should be the one nobody should use it and you know there's back and forth on who should be able to use it but I will say it is interesting when the people of other races use it especially when people make the distinction and the reason why I say that and, and I think we've discussed this before is like I think black America and I think black people as a whole um, well, we're not a monolith, but I think a large percentage of black people in the community have kind of given a pass to like Cardi B, right? Cardi B says it a lot, and it seems to not bad a lot. Now, you know, from a historical perspective, you'll you'll see a lot of people say, well, you know, Dominican and you know, and black people pretty much the same thing from a historical standpoint. We were just dropped off at you know different parts, and you know, you know. Whether or not that's true or not, that's that's just what a lot of people believe. And and if you look at you know from a color standpoint, you know a lot of Dominicans are 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 a lot darker than a lot of black people you see. And so a lot of people will say, well, it's like if you're going to be someone who says we're going to strictly say the black community, then why do we let you know a lot of people, a lot of Latinos say it? Why do we let a lot of people who are just non-white say it? So what's kind of your position on that? Well, I think we've talked about this in other episodes, and I still have the same viewpoint on it, that I don't really think that it's appropriate for anyone to say it, and I'm going to tell you why. Because it's giving people the license that definitely should not be able to say it to think that they can say it. Because what do we want? We're, We're all asking for equality, so it's not right for one group of individuals to be able to use and say something and have a part of their language that other groups aren't. So I just feel like it's so much like murky ground and I get that it was a hurtful word and that people are black people tried to take it back and like, you know, you put like some other kind of substance behind it so that it wasn't like hurtful anymore. And kind of like back. a lot of women have done with like bitch. Yeah. So it's like, that's what they've done with it. And... You know, other people saying it, it doesn't have that same effect, so it doesn't make it the same thing. But it's just confusing, and it's just, it's not a cute word. It's not cute. Yeah, and and, and kind of to go along with that is just because, like, the, the idea behind the whole rebranding of it is like, oh, now it's a, it's a term of endearment. But it's like, well, then when other people use it in that context, in the context of trying to say it as an endearing thing, like, oh, what's up, my nigga, like, trying to say what's up my friend in that type of similar or what's up my brother in a similar context then why does the endearment not pass that way and like i said kind of similar with the bitch thing it's it's certainly fair for people you know with cultures to have their own you know their own way of communicating and stuff like that i just think with the roots of that particular word and i'm going to be honest i certainly say it but like with the roots of that particular word i think it's certainly fair for us to say, yeah, people could have things that are culturally theirs, but maybe that's something we should just not even make culturally ours. It should be a thing that that nobody should really have the license and 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 feel comfortable with doing. And the thing that really made me think about the this kind of you know branch, I was talking to one of my friends who is mixed, and he was telling me that he feels like his non-black parent, and I'm not going to put too many details where, you know, um, that particular person who I know listens to the podcast could be able to decipher what I'm talking about. But he said one of his parents, the non-black one, he thinks is 
racist. And I don't mean like racist in a like Ku Klux Klan way, but has some views of the world that aren't like consistent with somebody who has a black child, like, mm-hmm. or shouldn't be adopted by somebody who has a black child. And I think that's probably a lot more common than people think. And a lot more of that is out there than we give credit for. And I think a lot of times you see it in like a comment section of the Super Bowl <laughs> or you see it like and stuff like that, where people say things that are like, yeah, you know, out on the outer limits, but then they have so many non-white friends. And it's like, oh, well, that person's not racist because look at all the non-white people they associate with. And I think that people that are like that, like whoever his parent is, they have like unconscious racism. So they don't even know that they're like thinking things that are like in a privileged way or in a racist way. And I say that because like I listened to a situation this past week about where I don't even think like from the other side that is racism. It's just like self-hatred where it has to do with race. So I'm trying to say how I can say this. Basically, you know a guy. (laughs) Yeah. So basically this guy was, he doesn't want to be a part of his kids' lives because he's like, oh, I intentionally made and married a super fair tone, like biracial woman she's racially ambiguous and when their kids when they had kids their kids were for to him their standard was too dark and their hair wasn't of the right strand and he like wasn't feeling them and he he wrote them off as like nigger babies and it's like your kids came out that tone because of your black ass like what are you talking about there's so like there and it's so many different levels and I know that I've been like mindful of it lately but what do you think like about like black men who like only date like non-black women or white women because of their obsession hold on also there's also another obsession I'm going to talk about later on of their obsession of having racially ambiguous kids and of a certain fair tone and I think that's weird because we're not supposed to be like picking out like what skin cone and hair color we want our kids to be like it's supposed to be a surprise (laughs) one thing I will say is I'm going to stop First of all, because I don't like the way that the question was posed. It was so, well, what do you think of black men as if that, no, that and there's I, no I said black that I wasn't going to get yeah. into it. No, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, so. Definitely there is. But I feel like it's more at the forefront because, like, you see people, especially on social media, you see, like, big celebrities. Like, I know there was one point where before Lori Harvey, like Michael B. Jordan was like alleged to have not been into black women or whatever your preference is. But, but, but here's the thing. Wait, I, I want to stop right there because you actually hit a point that I was wanting to hit. The, the Michael B. Jordan thing is just perfect for how the, the bar moves. And what I mean by that is, so before Lori Harvey, oh, he doesn't he doesn't date black women. Then he dates Lori Harvey. Oh, it would be a quote unquote light bright that he would date. And I guess he has a friend that was um, that actress, beautiful actress, was in 12 Years a Slave, I believe. Was I don't in, know. 
but she was in Black Panther, but she's darker complected. And they're, oh, they're, Lupita. Yeah, Lupita. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. They look like they get along so well. I bet you he would never date her. As if he's saying, oh, you're dark and I wouldn't date you. You never know their type of relationship. They could have a friendship that it's a sister vibe. There could be so many reasons why he wouldn't date her. So for people to say, oh, it seems like they would get along and they would date if she weren't dark without understanding that a lot of people could be friends and have that type of dynamic without it being romantic. And so I just wanted to say that he got classified as somebody who did not date black women that was anti-black woman and then he dates a black woman and then it's like well let's move the goalposts and says well he's not anti-black women now he's anti-dark-skinned black women and keep moving the post further and further along i get what you're saying but you're getting away from the purpose because i know and you know that there are people that actually think like that i believe there was a football player that actually went viral for this exact situation he was like on vacation with like his friends and they were all, I don't know, with like non-black women and they were like, cheers to having more light-skinned babies. I remember they oh, said okay, this. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm... it was like, that was their intention. Oh, and yeah, people yeah. actually think oh, like no. that. Oh, I, I certainly agree that people definitely think that, but I'm just saying the problem is, is we can't, you know, cast such a wide brush. But yes, no, I think there are definitely men and women who, and what's crazy about it is like similar to the situation that you were discussing, a lot of times it's the person who's darker complected. And who, it's self-hatred. Yeah, a and lot. And it's of, like your mom looks like that. Yeah. So how do you develop these feelings? It's weird. And and we, we actually discussed it with the young man who had, um, who was murdered or, you know, suicide. I don't know if it came out about it with the Instagram model. We've actually discussed him, you know, and some of the problematic comments he had made. I, I actually completely agree. There's a lot of people, and like I said, it's so ironic when it's this darker complected person be like, oh, I don't want to date somebody darker complected. And then you ask them, I was like, well, do you not think you're attractive as a person? Well, I think I'm attractive. Well, it's like, well, if you think you're attractive, then why don't you think other people who are your complexion are attractive? Well, I just have my own preference. And here's the thing. You can have your preference. And, and, and no, I was just about to say that. Is That's the problem I have. Is people use like preference as a shield that, that my self-hatred and racism is okay because it's okay to have preference. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between preference and being, you know, actively, you know, promoting something and the purpose behind it. If I say I look at X woman and I'm generally more attracted to her, that's that and saying I'm attracted to that woman. That's not necessarily problematic. But if I say, oh, I'm not going to pick that woman because my children are going to look a certain way, that's beyond that's beyond a preference. Because now you're not even looking at something, oh, what am I aesthetically attracted to? That's you saying I could theoretically be attracted to somebody and not and not see them as a viable option because I I have so much self hate when it comes to complexion and I wouldn't want my kids to have that complexion and like I say people try to rationalize it I remember on the the own network they they had this discussion about colorism and there was a lot of darker people who didn't seem like they were you know anti black people or didn't want to be who said they really thought about the complexion of their partner because they just remembered having so many negative experiences being darker complected people that they didn't want their kids to have to go through the same thing. And it's just like, 
I would always say, well, well, why not work from the standpoint of teaching them how to get to the point that you've now got to about understanding why you're beautiful and thinking that it's a beautiful thing if you can naturally cross people out of your life who believe something so stupid as in to think that because you're darker complected, you're less beautiful or you're less valuable. Yeah, it's really weird. It's giving very much I hate myself vibes, especially when you say it out loud. It sounds very ignorant, and you're just projecting your help, your self-hate to the world. And it's really sad, and I think that these people need therapy. And and I and I think a lot of people need to guard the mental health of their future kids. And that and what I mean by that is you need to do a better job in the vetting process, seeing what type of person you're with. Because if you have somebody with this type of ideology, like the, your friend you're referring to, inevitably that's going to rub off on the kids. And this idea of, you know, being less valuable or being not beautiful or whatever the negative connotation is, is, you know, almost certainly going to rub off on them if they're raised in the type of environment that one of the people who they think loves them thinks this way about them and he and you can say all you want that oh they don't say that around the kids it's like there's certain things that you do on a subconscious level that you're not even aware of that I'm sure that person was and I even remember smaller things like when when I was younger and I couldn't even to this day I couldn't even call recall who was saying it but just things like oh don't play out in the sun too long or don't do this or don't do that and it's just like what a nonsensical thing to say, and what a, a complete garbage mentality to have. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then another thing, while we're talking about, like, you know, having children and, like, deciding. Destiny's pregnant, and she wanted to share it with you guys. Yes, <laughs> please, send me money for diapers. Okay, but also, I was talking to you about this privately. So I was listening By the to way, that was a joke, guys. Don't send radio. me no money. No, please send me money. <laughs> I'll put my Zell information at the end of this episode. But I was listening to um, The Breakfast Club, and they had, like, I always forget her name, but she's, like, the New York Housewives, the black one. That um, She's a lawyer. She's so smart. I just can never think of anyone's name. But she's going through the process of, like, saving her eggs. Well, she's already went and saved her eggs, and she's, you know, thinking about having a kid. And she was talking about, like, she's just prepared to go ahead and do it herself. And that, you know, she wants a black kid. So when she goes to these, I don't know, what are they called? Like, the infertility places? Yeah. And, like, they, they, they give you... Yeah, so they give you magazines to look through of, like, to choose your baby daddy, like... These, this is how tall he is. This is what his IQ is. This is what he does for a career. So it's basically picking like what, D, what strands of DNA you want to have in your kid. And she was saying like, you know, she's a black woman. She wants to have a black kid, but she's saying that black men's sperms are so in demand because all women now want to have racially ambiguous kids basically and they're all choosing the black men which is so weird it's so weird like from all sides I also think like um even when you should put like your egg in like someone else's semen like the the Kim Kardashian Kanye West route to having babies and it's like you get to pick their eye color and everything and it's basically do they do all that yes it's like John and Tiki, 
whatever. John Legend. <laughs> Chrissy, yeah. They chose the eye color and everything of their kid. Like, they all do this. And they implant it. And I think that's so weird. Like, how are you fashion shopping for your kid? Like, I we don't know yet because this is very new. Like, this is more so the new generation. But we don't know what kind of long-term side effects like this cause. Like, it's weird. I Like I said earlier, I feel like that's something that should be a surprise. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Not like a surprise, but it's just like within the control of God. And like, why are we interfering? And, and I was just going to say like, Think about, you got to understand, there is no greater artist than God. And I'm living proof of that. Like, nobody could have shopped and got better qualities to put together than what God did with me. And so, and, that, and I'm just not just saying that just to say that. It's it's just a, a, a fact. So, and, I, and I look at all the people that people think are highly attractive. I'm sure Angelina Jolie's parents didn't do that, even though she probably got work done. You know, Michael B. Jordan, all the people that you guys look at and say like, oh my God, these people are super attractive people. I can almost guarantee you, because I don't think the tech, like it was around then. Like none of those people, for the most part, were this ge- genetic, like lottery, like let me pick this quality, that. genetic lottery type of situation. So. That's just like my two cents on it. Like, like I said, it's always best to kind of let God do what He's gonna do as far as genetics goes, and don't try to play God and say, "Oh, let me get this quality or that quality." Like I said, I was unaware. I always, you know, it's crazy that I say that because I've always said to myself, "Well, one thing Kanye and Kim can do is make some beautiful babies." I always said that, and I was completely unaware that they had, you know, shopped for their body parts out of the magazine like some type of black market magic trick. So, but yeah, that's just my two cents on it. What what else do you think about it? I agree. And then also I think people go through like all these hoops to get what they want and they'll get the exact opposite because that's how funny God is. So I have seen like guys with, you know, white women and their kids look straight black. And I mean, you could be too darker complexion black people with a light skin almost white kid like you you can never be so certain so like the mari show taught me that yeah it's shut the hell up it's just like it's weird it's just weird everybody's weird and they're so obsessed with like color and being like racially ambiguous which is fine but it's just like we are all different races because we all are like have our own significance and like it doesn't matter no and the one thing that i will say is i think when you look back from it like from a historical perspective the whole idea of like quote unquote the mulatto or if you will like the thing that made those particular people quote unquote attracted to the masses is because they were rare. They were very rare to see like a lot of mixed people. It's becoming but now it's yeah, yeah. It's 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 less and less rare to see people who are super mixed. So this you know this fascination you know with mixed babies is it's a topic for another day. But like I said, those were my two cents. I really just wanted to come on here today and defend Rihanna, even though she she a billion dollar boss. She don't need me to defend her, but I'm gonna always do that. I didn't know it was called the Navy, but I guess a part. Are I'm, you in a Navy? Yeah, I'm I'm deployed on Rihanna's Navy or whatever because I had to come to her defense i can't have people coming at riri like that yeah all right y'all we'll catch up with y'all next week
All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.